gotta be good. Yeah, we just gotta be really good. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Welcome to the Trees Falling in the Woods podcast with myself, Rob Santos, and Jeff Deldona. All right. For those of you who probably don't know, which actually I'm in the process of putting it out now, we did some fucking bullshit that was going We started an episode. It just, it was god awful. It, it was god, it was arguably hands down the worst thing I've ever done in my life, aside from have a child. No, that was the best thing you've ever done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, yeah, Brooke, yeah, yeah. how you doing over there? Yeah, yeah, I haven't. Well, well, hey, welcome to Rob Studios, guys, which is yeah. probably some of the fewer episodes, some of the late, late, last episodes of being in this particular location. Uh, as we all know, that I'm probably taking off soon. Actually, I will be taking off yeah. soon. Um, but yeah, actually, it's funny because I got in a fight with the landlord, yo. Okay. Not even a landlord, the guy who fucking, um... Now, some of you guys who don't know this, because I... What about baby? What about Elmo? You want to your mask again? I'm sorry. What kid is here? Uh, actually, one of the, like, the first friends of the show, actually, child of the show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no, so I was talking with the landlord, because I, I was giving him notice, but because I wasn't sure how this whole thing was going to go down. Now, think about this, now, like... And, and, and seriously, like, when you, um... Because when you're on a lease, you sign a lease. Mm-hmm. I have to sign it for a year. Yeah. And if you don't renew that lease, you're pretty much on a month-to-month, right? Uh, I don't know the specifics of it, but that's what I would imagine. Yeah. yeah and they, you, but they usually want you to sign the lease again. But they don't sign the lease, you know? So I've had, like, so it went from this one guy who was kind of a cheapskate and kind of like he kind of wanted his money in a, in a bad sort of way. It was yeah. really weird how he wanted his money. And then... Well, like in a paper bag left on the corner? Kind of type, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that type of shit. And then on top of that... As we all know, yep, this is Rob Studios at its finest. And then on top of that, the guy, so they went from him, it went from this guy, it went from one set of owners to another set of ownership. Oh, yeah, this is going to be awful. This is going to be awful. Is there a, a haunted hayride happening outside with the guys oh, with chainsaws? Oh, man, this is fucking awful. See, this is why I can't wait to get out this bitch. Yeah. You know? But, nah, because the thing is, I got this dude, and I'm yelling over like I'm yelling and you're right fucking here <laughs> like like I'm my voice is seriously higher than what it should be that's alright I'm you know the crazy thing is they got better cars yeah before the cars just like real pieces of shit now they got like better machinery now mm-hmm. wait are these those little RV cars little yeah, uh, RC cars RC cars yeah. really why 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 do they make RC cars that make that fucking noise? I just can't wait till the snow hits. I'm gonna be gone before the snow <laughs> yeah. hits. I can't, I'm so happy that I have a skill where I can get out this bitch. Yeah. I can leave the hood. Mm-hmm. And these guys are stuck here. <laughs> yeah. And they don't realize that, you know, maybe they could too, but uh, now. I love it. I love how they're distraught. Now, let me start. <laughs> well, I told you in the last episode, bring on gentrification. <laughs> bring that shit on. I've been waiting for that shit for years, dog. But yeah, nah, because the thing is, now anyone else explain this to me, like people who see me on the street or they see me, like I'm on a month to month now, and since we went from one level of ownership to another owner, this dude was trying to say, hey, pay the last month's rent, but we'll take a look at the apartment, and then after that, after how the apartment looks, we'll give you back some of that money back again. I was like, no, that, we never signed an agreement that we could do something like that. What, mm-hmm. baby? What's wrong, honey? You want to watch PJ Masks? It wouldn't be a podcast if all this shit was going on. <laughs> it would not be a podcast. Hold on, woman. Daddy's working. She don't give a shit. Kids don't give a shit. Uh, this is, yeah. Should we put this shit on pause? Yeah, I guess so. All right, hold pause. on, people. Pause. Pause. Hold on, hold we'll on. be right back. Sorry. All right, motherfuckers, we'll be back. Hello. Yeah, so what was I talking about? I was talking, yeah, so like when you're on that situation there, like in, 
The so landlord, I, yeah. Yeah, so technically I don't owe this motherfucking money, right? Because mm-hmm. I, um, I, I signed my lease and it was like first and last month's rent and that's what I agreed to. And then ever yeah. since then, now this motherfucker want me to pay. Yeah, we'll pay you that. And then we'll take a look at the house and we'll give it back whatever we seem, you know, deemed to get back. I was like, no, that's not what I agreed upon. Your fucking house is falling apart. Mm-hmm. Like there's a tile on the floor that just fucking started coming up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. There's a hole. There's a hole in my pantry. Mm-hmm. I can see, I can see the box of Cheerios <laughs> that are in the person's second floor building. Seriously. Oh, it's in the ceiling. Yeah, it's in the ceiling oh, in my Jesus. pantry. I, and there's a pantry above me. Yeah. yeah my yeah. door to my bathroom falling apart. Yeah. I put a hole in the door. <laughs> I put a hole in the door because I was a little upset one day. Yeah. But that got nothing to do with... <laughs> right, it happens. I was upset at the house. <laughs> yeah. You know, and other than that, I mean, other than that, I really can't say anything else. Maybe some stains that got so, cleaned up. But all right, let me see it. if I get this right. Okay, so when you when you moved in, you had to pay first and last month's rent. Yep. Okay. Did you also do a security deposit or is that... No. Okay, so what he's saying now is he wa- he wants you to pay... More before you leave? He wants me to pay my last month's rent for October. And then after after I pay that last month's rent for October, when we leave, they're going to take a look at the house. Yeah. And then after they take a look at the apartment, then they're going to be able to give me something back again. Huh. All right. But the thing is, when my agreement took place, Brooke, when my agreement took place when I first got my apartment yeah. in 2013, it was a year lease. Yeah, and I was, and if I were to leave, I had to give a month's notice, uh-huh. and I didn't pay, and I will have to pay my last month's rent because I already paid for it. Okay, you, you understand? So I had yeah, to yeah. pay like fifteen hundred bucks or something like that to get my apartment. Uh huh. You know, so okay. um, so now we got new, we got new um management here. I'm mm-hmm. one of the incumbents, mm-hmm. so therefore they didn't sign a new lease off. It's like, mm-hmm. why should I sign off for something that we don't have in writing? Mm-hmm. I don't owe you a thing because mm-hmm. I'm just in my mind. I'm thinking if that's correct. I'm not sure because I mean, and, I mean, it might be different because you're you didn't sign a lease in your month to month now, mm-hmm. and so th- I guess they should count that last month's rent payment that you paid originally mm-hmm. as your payment for the month of October. Right. But I know with like my apartment, I didn't have to pay you know last month's rent. I think I just paid first. Like I paid. What did I pay? The first month, right? Well, I paid for the first month, but also a security deposit of $900. Yeah, and you get that back based on how the apartment works. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, I guess... Technically, you know, it was motherfucking nothing. I don't know. Because I, I think... Well, I think, what it, I think what, it, what it probably will end up being is that you do have to pay for October, but then they will go through your apartment and then, you know, take out the money from that quote-unquote last month's rent mm-hmm. for what needs to be fixed or whatever, even though most of it's probably not your fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll give you that. They should give you the remainder the back thing, from that. Yeah, they should, but the thing is we never come to an agreement with that. It was not. It's not part of your current situation. Not right? at all, because if they, if I were to sign off on something when they were to come in back, then I can understand that I'd be locked yeah. in a lease. That's why I never left, yeah. because I didn't want to get locked in another lease. Yeah. You know, so that, uh, technically... Technically, I think I run shit right now. Like, I could pee on the floors mm-hmm. right now and be okay. Because technically, that's what I want to do. I kind of want to do it right now, too. Let's, let's roll. Let's roll. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking my dick out. Well, I'm glad. This this is, feels a little bit better than that debacle of the last... <laughs> I mean, it was god-awful, everybody. Because we were talking about Lamar. <laughs> oh, boy. I hope he's alive. Yeah. I really hope he's alive. It's only about a half an hour since we talked about Lamar. Sorry, he could still be alive. I know. I mean, I think about it, man. Like you know, nobody. I mean, it's hard to lay on a bed with your dick hard. 
Mm-hmm. Like it really, really is. I wake up every day with it. It's it's a struggle. It, it do it, you know, especially if you're black, and the struggle is real. Shut son. up. <laughs> it's really, really real, son. <laughs> God damn it. Nah, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm just excited about this whole new thing. I went to go see Chappelle a few weeks ago. We didn't talk about this. Well, we talked about you trying to get out of the parking lot. Did we talk about yeah, me on the park we, on the we podcast? We did try to talk about that, yeah. We did? I mean, fucking, we did talk about it, yeah. Man, how is America's anus? Yep. <laughs> how America basically <laughs> is everyone trying to get out of a park. Yeah, park. man. This, that's, all it is. That's, yeah. Uh, that's such a great <laughs> reference. That is. It's basically yeah. America. Go! <laughs> yeah, it's like everyone's trying to get the fuck out as yeah. fast as they can. Not out of the country, but yeah. just like out of this, out of their situation. Yeah, currently yeah. yeah it's all of this. All America is, is everyone trying to get out of the fucking parking lot and wait for <laughs> some jackass to come out of fucking nowhere. And, and some, then, yeah, and you, like... You 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 think that everyone else is in the way, but you're also in someone else's way. Exactly. That's basically what it is. Dude, it's a fucking piece of shit, man. Seriously, yeah. man. I don't know, because I'm, I'm leaving in the next few weeks. and uh, Where are you going, North Pole or something? Might as well. Yeah. Nah, you know, going out, going out to the city is a big thing, man. I'm really I'm really looking forward to it, because um, I'm just really looking forward to the chance of just getting an opportunity to be in a situation that's vastly different than what yeah. I'm in now. Especially, I waited four long years for this shit, man. I'm excited for you, because it's like, Man, it's you. I don't know, man. It's gonna be so like thrilling just to be in that situation again, and 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 you know, be in a city and be and be able to just go out and do whatever you want. You know, I mean, yeah, you gotta work and stuff like that too. And but you're gonna be able to go to you know comedy clubs probably almost any time you want if you if you can establish it that way. I mean, I can make it happen. The only yeah. thing I'm really worried about, and the reason why I don't mind bringing this up, sort of like bearing all, because one, I don't think a lot of people listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, and two, it's like one I stop listening. To I, I gave up. <laughs> Episode four. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. You know, no. but honestly, like I really like my biggest biggest gripe on leaving is leaving behind my daughter, and yeah. you know, and the reason being is because I'm really I'm I'm sort of nervous about just like like I go from being a like people always say like I'm I'm a dad obviously you know I'm a dad like I like I I, I mean, consider myself a dad I consider myself a father, mm. but I'm also I'm also very like. I'm also very like um, flawed, you know. Like mm-hmm. I've done some stupid shit. Well, you're shit. a person. Yeah, exactly. I've done some dumb shit in my day. I, I, you know, I can't really, you know, go against that. But I think about like, you know, I'm gonna go from watching her grow every day to watching yeah. her grow up like once or something, once a week if I'm lucky. Yeah. You know, and it's gonna drive me nuts because for me, being a da- being a dad is like anybody can be a dad. You know, being a dad is a guy who comes in every now and then and just like. You know, maybe gives out a little bit of money here and there. Kind of mm-hmm. makes things happen, you know. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're right. monetarily. That's, he keeps the lights on. Yeah, but I, like a dad. But, you know, like a dad is someone like that, you know. I, yeah, I, yeah. But a father, is, to me, is encompasses a lot more. A father is somebody like, you know, you look at him and, and, and you say to him something. That's, that's a good father right there. That guy, yeah. you know, he holds down his family. He He's there every day. He, you know, he's not there just for monetary needs. You know, yeah, he does the fathering. Yeah, exactly. You know, and 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 it just sort of being the patriarch, if you will. So, I'm extremely worried about like, you know, he's worried about me leaving too. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm I'm very worried about just like how will I handle that being in the city and just mm-hmm. knowing that 
I may, I'm not going to have my daughter around as much as I would like because of my current situation of, you know, making this transition without them. Mm-hmm. So very, very hard. I mean, I, as of right now, I'm not, I think about it, but it doesn't affect me until I'm actually there. Mm-hmm. I got like three weeks, so I'm really trying to enjoy this time mm-hmm. as much as I can, you know. And like, I see her right there. She's watching this cartoon show, and she loves it to death, and she keeps putting her fucking Play-Doh in her mouth, and I tell her not to. <laughs> so it's like, it smells so good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you know, but... But my thing is, is just, you know, being there and just, you know, just like she's been sick lately. I haven't slept in like yeah. days. Except for every time I fucking go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, you know, every time we do this, I have a day off. Yeah. That's the time I get that's to when just, you sleep. Yeah, that's yeah. when I get a chance to sleep because, you know, yeah. being with her, I'm up at 630, 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to bed like at 12 or 1, mm-hmm. you know. And then like today when you called, I was out, man, because I've been up with her. But that to me is being a father. Like I love being by her bedside or staying in the living room so I can hear her so I can make sure she's okay through the night you know that's what I'm gonna miss I'm Mm. gonna miss those times of just being there for her when she needs me you know Mm -hmm. even though she just for her it's just it's it's what's supposed to be done you know Mm -hmm. like I'm supposed she's supposed to look and look for me and then there I am look for her mom and there she is Mm -hmm. you know and and for me I'd like to keep that and you know I wonder where she's gonna be like hey where's daddy you know, Daddy's in New York. She calls it Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. You know, because she saw herself in a picture, yeah. and then she's like, "Oh, Daddy, Brooklyn, New York." Where she meant to say Brooklyn in New York, yeah, yeah. she just says Brooklyn, New York now. Yeah, yeah. So I worry about that, man, and I and, and it, it means a lot to me knowing that I have my family here, but also means like I just really know that I know like I can really fight and struggle. I mean, fight and and and, and really make sure that I'm doing something for her yeah. to help better her future not just mine you know right well I think that's another exciting part about it is that you're not just doing it because I mean part of it is yeah you get the drive to do it and you feel like maybe you don't have a, a great creative outlet here but like you know that I mean and I might be you know speculating a little bit here but like I don't know you, you don't want to you don't want to have to work at Apple forever and you probably think you might not even be able to work at Apple for, I mean the fruit stand. <laughs> For fuck. I'm gonna have to cut this shit <laughs> no. out. I looked at no, but you're right though. I mean, you're right because so you gotta do something better. You know, like, yeah. This is this is the better thing that you can do because yeah. you have the ability. Yeah, because and I and I appreciate that. And the thing is, I always said to myself that this, like, like my ceiling, may not be the stands, mm-hmm. roof. Yeah. You know. Right. And and the thing is, I feel like I'm going out there to take another stab. And one thing I really worry about, honestly, is just my ego. Mm-hmm. You know, because my this is my deal. I'm gonna go out there, and I'm not gonna tell anyone I'm there, mm-hmm. unless they listen to this podcast. Yeah, and I'm not gonna tell anyone I'm there. I'm just gonna go and ingratiate myself into the atmosphere of being there. I'm, I'm just talking right. like day to day shit. I'm talking about getting something to eat, finding a way to, get to my work thing. You know, my work um, regimen as far as like you know taking a train, which mm-hmm. one I'm gonna take, what time I got to get up, that type of deal. You know, working on that first, the sort of the basic things before just getting out there. Oh, I get to hit all these spots up. It's like no, 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 no. Sort of take it slow mm-hmm. and just find a way to build that routine, routine, and then figuring out a way to sort of you know get to these mics, get to well, these yeah. spots. Enter, enter the survival mode, and then once you got that down pat, then then you mm-hmm. know get into uh, create mode. Yeah, exactly. Mode. Just really sort of getting a feel for like being back out there, the atmosphere, yeah, the yeah. grind, the everyday sort of. Yeah. Uh, thing if you will like I bought a new backpack because I need a new backpack now and um but you know that's the thing it's like and I also worry about my ego because I remember because this is a crazy thing there's a lot of guys out there who are you know 
my, a lot of my friends, man, they're successful at a, at a, to a certain extent. You know, some mm -hmm. guys I know they're on SNL. Some guys I know they're in commercials. They're doing movie cameos. They're on television, on MTV, and VH1. Mm -hmm. You know, so I left as everybody was getting those opportunities. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, like I had a, you know, because it was crazy, man. Like I don't know if I told this on my story, sort of on on the podcast where. I was going through a real tough time because I thought I was going to get an opportunity to get a manager. I thought I was going to get an opportunity to get put to the next level and it didn't work out. And, you know, I was distraught by it. I was angry. Um, and I was real, I was real fucked up, man. I was drinking a little bit, not to the point where like I was fucking myself up on, you know, some Lamar Odom yeah, shit. No. <laughs> like, like, you know, not to, you know, he's just a great reference right now because yeah, this yeah. shit happened yeah. like today. And, um, but like, I didn't, I saw myself in a situation like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was yeah. angry. I hated everything, you know, and it just you weren't waking up in the gutter with a hard dick. Yeah, I wasn't. No, no actually, no. or in the cat house yeah. <laughs> with a very, very taking herbal, herbal penis pills and shit. <laughs> but I did find myself in a situation where it was like I hated everything, man, yeah. and I just didn't know how to handle it. And then, then I found out we were a child with Brooke, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck? And then I, I left, and I thought, you know, and. Coming home was like, oh, we're going to come home with this utopian thing. All our friends are going to greet us with open arms and be like the way it was three and a half, four years ago. And it's like, yeah, we can do this. And then when I get here, none of that shit happened. Mm. And, you know, that was a hard part, sort of. It took me a while to really get in the feel of things here. Like, really, it took me like two, two years, honestly, because my friends were my friends or I didn't know where they were or I didn't see them that often. And it, it was crazy, man. It was very hard, you know? And then we just started getting comfortable being parents, I would say about a year ago. And then, you know, now it's to the point where it's like, this this has to be done. This this mm -hmm. transition was always going to happen, but now it's finally working itself out, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And um, But a lot of hardship took place to get to this point, man. A lot of therapy, <laughs> a lot of pills <laughs> were being taken, um, you know, for to to mess to to deal with my my uh right no herbal penis pills no evil herbal penis pills but more, more evil penis pills. evil penis pills but more or less like just really mood just, stabilizers yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm being manic depressant and all right. that and for me it's just I guess I mention this stuff because it's sort of like you know I want my story to be heard in a sense and I'm glad we have the public forum in which to do so where there's mm -hmm. people downloading us and listening to us man because. Look, I mean, Rob Studios is in itself as a character alone. Mm -hmm. And I find myself being here in this particular neighborhood kind of like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I have a skill in which I can go ahead and make a better situation of my life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, a, it's, it's very, I'm very blessed, man. And the thing is, even if it's the subtle things, man, you just, you find a way to feel good about yourself. And then, I don't know, man, you just, I really, it's, I, don't, I guess I'm losing a little steam here, but I guess I'm just in a really good place mentally and emotionally. And going out there, being surrounded by some of my colleagues who are at a higher level. I don't want to say a higher level, but sort of doing things They're, that I would love to know, do it with. Further along a bit, maybe. In a certain extent. But even then, I, my development has been great here. Yeah. You know, where my confidence is at an all-time high. Mm -hmm. I did a show the other night, man, with uh, my boy Kareem Blue, my boy Sean Murray, and my other boy uh, Andrew Manning. And there were some good kids. Their, their stuff was great, man. They got some great jokes. And I had to go ahead. I had to close the show out. And um, I don't consider myself a headliner. I just consider myself as a guy who goes on last. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I did my thing. You know, I, they were tired. They were tired. I noticed that. But I did like five, seven minutes of no material. Like just up there. Just crowd work. Crowd work. Having fun. Yeah. Being in the moment. And then easing it into my material. Yeah. And then trying to wait to ease out. 
Um, I had this great bit, and it's a great idea for a bit about home invasions. Um, so it was, it was, I'll tell you off air. I know I want. But yeah, man, it's just, just being in a situation, having the podcast still, but then wanting to go further with it, you know, like the web series that I want to, I've been continuing writing, you know, I just, you know, I just, like you said, man, being, I feel like lately you said the same thing for yourself too. Yeah. It's like, I've been in a creative funk. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, and it's, I guess it's been, you know, the last few weeks, maybe the last couple months, but like also in a sense for me, it's been, it's been more, more than a year because like, I just don't feel like I'm producing as much as I used to. I feel like maybe like, you know, I can cite back to like five years ago. I feel like I was, you know, coming up with a, a joke or two or three every single day and, and putting it out on social media which again, you know, I know that counts for exactly nothing, but to me, it was like, you know, uh, okay. no, that's something. I mean, let's look at the guys who are making fucking money off of fucking Facebook and yeah. and, and um, YouTube and Vine. It's like that's a that's a legit medium. I, I think we, last time I read something about like you know like the um, instead of being blogging, it's called plogging, which you're basically like being on different platforms. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 you did mention that. Yeah, well, it's, it, it, but I also feel like I don't know what happened if like. It's either people have gotten, like, used to my shtick, and so that I don't get as much of a response anymore, which is sad, because, you know, it shouldn't be about, like, oh, I got this many likes today, or whatever, but I just feel like I'm not, I'm not getting much of a response in the last couple of years, and, um... Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's, if it's me, or if it's, like, yeah, the platforms... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, I mean, the platforms could have changed, you know, they changed certain algorithms on Facebook and shit, like, who sees what and everything... And, you know, I don't have a ton of Twitter followers because I'm not a, an actual comedian or a celebrity or anything like that. Right. So I'm not getting any response there, really. But, um, yeah, you know, I mean, and it's, I guess especially the last few weeks, um, just not really feeling any kind of output lately. And I'm, I'm hoping, I'm looking for that spark. I'm, I mean, that, you know. Right. I, I, Bring it over here, Brooke. I need that real bad. Yeah, no, I hear you. Bring it over here, honey. Bring it over here, woman. Bring the inspiration over here. Yeah. I need some. Bring it. Get up and bring it over here. I guess you're not going to open it then. Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> Just bring it. No, she's good. She's watching that goddamn television show. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's I don't know. I hear you on that, dude. It's just like, but you know what though? That's a, like I said. That's a platform. That's a platform which people use to sort of broaden themselves out there. Yeah. I mean, there's many people that come up to me, even people who aren't comics who are just. You know, just people. I don't say average people. Just like people who are who are on social media, and they say, yeah. "Man, I set this here," and then you know they want everybody wants themselves to be seen and heard in some way, shape, or form. You know, right. I mean, but now since it's so easy that you can be half naked laying on your couch and shit like that and seeing something crazy, you know, that's that's a total makes a total difference. Yeah, I mean, and Facebook's not really the best platform for that anyway, because the only people that are gonna that are gonna see it. All right, we're good again. I fucked up. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> no that, you, that you either you know grew up with or you know of and they know of you or whatever. You barely you have like a tangential uh, uh, connection with. And, you know, I get, again, I get responses here and there. And there are some people that, that like typically respond. And I'm always grateful for that. They always seem to appreciate, you know, the, oh, you made me laugh today or whatever. And that's all. That's awesome. That's all. That's all I really want to do is is make people laugh and, and, and think, you know. Um 
But keep in mind, we have a podcast now too. That's I another, mean, yeah, that's another thing. Which we get, we do get, you know, you know, the occasional response from, of course, Oregon Amy. You know, it chimes in every once in a while, which is great. You know, I still got people that come up to me all the time. I never hear shit. Yeah, dude, I get people come up to me, like especially some of the comedians that I know who've been so grateful and so gracious about it. Yeah, you know, so I get a lot of that still. Well, that I mean, you know, you run in that circle, so you, you, you know, it's probably easier for you to to, to uh, receive that that. Uh, what do I say? No, I just receive that kind of kudos, man, which is yeah. always great, man. You you definitely want to get feedback from your peers. You want to get feedback from people who aren't your peers in a sense because yeah. you always want to feel good about yourself in one shape, or some way, shape, or form. You know what I should do is look up... Uh, Oregon Amy left a post on the fan page a few weeks ago. I should look it up and read it if she doesn't mind. I mean, it's, she left it on the fan page, so I can't imagine she wants it to be hidden. Yeah, right. Huh, here. So I'll take see. this with you. Take that with you, honey. Yeah. Rob just liberated the Play-Doh, and Brooklyn is... Ecstatic. Can I get a kiss? Here you go. Mwah. Not you, nigga. Give <laughs> me a kiss. Here we go. Mwah. You love me? Okay. Go ahead. I gotta change your butt. Yeah, so. <laughs> Don't give me that look. Don't give me that look. <laughs> yeah, okay, man. so yeah. Look, um, What'd she say? Oh, Jesus, hold on. What are you doing? You go ahead. I. Oh, no, I'm just going to... I can't eat. find it. I mean, I might have to go to the regular Facebook page. Oh, let me find it. Hold on, I'll find it for you. No, I mean, it's cool. We have, like, one legit cool fucking Someone fan. who doesn't know us in real life. Yeah, you know, I mean, which is freaking cool. I wish we had a handful. Like, like Wichita, Kansas. Yeah. I've been hollering at Wichita, Kansas for years. Yeah, come at us, Wichita. You know. I mean, seriously, God bless Wichita. Oh, y'all. Wichita mother. Actually, I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of Oh, here we go. Visitor posts. Okay. All right, so I'm going to read with this uh, that Amy wrote us back on October 4th. It says, uh, catching up on podcasts here, listening to Let Them Have That. I'm super thankful I live in a neighborhood where my kids can go out and play without us worrying too much. Because I work as a social worker in a, a decent-sized medical trauma center, I have to check my anxiety. Every person I see that has had a car accident has a major brain injury or at least something that will keep them from working for several weeks. That can really change your course. I also see a fair number of people who think that they have minor medical issue but actually have stage 4 cancer. Basically, I have to remind myself not to be terrified for myself and my family all the time because when I'm scared, I can't remember to be thankful and happy. Which, you know... But she's talking about like she's glad she don't live in, in, near Rob Studios? <laughs> well, he sort of. But, but it's mostly just about like... You can't be afraid all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. Like, like you know, I guess there's a time and a place for it. Like, you know, she mentions about how some people think they only have minor medical issues and really they have stage 4 cancer or whatever. So you gotta be... You gotta be uh, vigilant about... What's this now? No, she's looking at a Spider-Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, hey, Brooklyn, thanks for hijacking the show, baby. No problem. <laughs> like, like, what do you want? You want, P- you want more PJ Masks? She no, wants snacks, some- I think she said. No, she said PJ Masks. Oh, she- okay. This cartoon show called PJ Masks. She's like freaking addicted to it. Are the TJ Maxx suing PJ Maxx? No. People think But actually, Daisy's being sued for Big Pimpin'. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I, re- I just read a small little thing about well, it. All right, we'll get into that after. But so yeah, no, we'll go ahead and finish. So she was, so no. you know, Amy's basically saying like, you know, we live in this world where you see, especially in the media, you see all this like tragic stuff happening, and then and, and you know, it, it seems like it happens so frequently that it's going to happen to us. But the reality is like, 
most of us won't ever really be affected by stuff, but you can be affected by it, but it's not likely. So you got to always remind yourself of that just to keep a, a mid-level of vigilance about, you know, the dangers around you. I, I think I responded to it. Yeah, because you I mean nobody wants to be in a Lamar Odom situation. You no, know what I mean, nobody. And wants I'm not using him as a, as a way to sort of like you think about like, like I'm not using him as someone. Oh yeah, she loves this fucking yeah. show. No, let me. Uh, yeah, so what is it? this is I wrote. This is Jeff here. It's a strange existence we all uh, we live in, where we see so much trauma occurring with so many people in a short span of time that we scare ourselves into thinking it will inevitably happen to us but then have to realize that the likelihood of that sort of thing happening to us and those we love is slim while still being prepared on the off chance these things end up affecting us so yeah that's basically it you know like you can't go through life thinking an airplane's gonna fall on you every single day because it's probably not but it could but it's probably not you know exactly I mean and that's the thing too because you can't I don't know, man. Like, there's so many things that you can control. That's why when I was talking about in the last bullshit episode that we made about Robert Smith talking about choices, man. You got to make these choices and kind of live your life the way you know and just kind of keep going. Now, I don't say go through the motions, but just, you know, not worry so much about negative things happening all the time. I mean, mm. you know, like, I, we're fortunate to be in the country we live in thus far. And, you know, and you see all these countries around the world sort of fighting for liberation in one shape, one way or shape or form, man. And it, it puts you in a situation where you're like, damn, man, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to be here. And, you know, I'm right. grateful to, I'm grateful to be able to have the opportunity to know that, hey, I can I, I can make a transition from one place to the next. I can leave my family behind and I can go ahead and just see and, and feel comfortable and confident that they're going to be OK mm-hmm. and I'm going to be OK. Mm-hmm. And that level of peace of mind is great, even though even living here in Rob Studios, man, like sometimes. I find myself in a situation where, like, you know what? I'm I'm grateful to be in the situation I am in, even though it's like not the best of situations. But yeah. I I do know one thing: I still have a roof over my head. Right. I have the ability to get to and from work. Right. I mean, have, not having a car like the way I've been ha- not having a car for the past month has been right. You know, has, has been a little rough. But I've been fortunate to have my my mom help me out, and you know, so I've I've been in a situation where things have worked out well for me thus far. But you know, I got a few more weeks to ride out before I'm in a situation where I'm going to feel like I'm in an optimal position that I've been, but I, that I've waited four long years for. Mm-hmm. You know, and and for me, I don't I don't take that for granted. So like going out to the city, and and getting an opportunity to take a second stab at this, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm I'm forever grateful, eternally grateful to have that opportunity to do so. You know. And when you get a TV show or something, don't happen. you forget your old buddy. No, listen, that, that's, <laughs> I, that was a, I, my thing is, look, if I can make the same amount of money I'm making now doing at, at the stand, doing stand-up, I'll be fine. You yeah. know, I've always said that even before, like, it became a thing for some famous comics. But, you know, I just want to be able to create and create at a high level and then also, you know, kind of put things on notice, you know, mm-hmm. like let people know that I'm coming and let people know that I have a voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, that's what's most... I was thinking about this the other day. Like, you know, I was sitting around, I was at the stand, and I'm seeing all these younger 20-somethings around me. I'm 32 years old. I mean, by no by no means in imagination am I old, you know, but I'm, I'm more weathered and, and more mm-hmm. mature than some of the guys I work with. Mm-hmm. But when I when I look at them and I see, like, if I had that opportunity when I was their age, how would I have I handled that? Mm-hmm. And I, I look at them and I ask myself, man, is this my life? Mm-hmm. You know, is this where I want to be as far as sort of just, you know, uh, slinging what I'm slinging in a sense, you know, just am I happy with that? Mm-hmm. And I asked a guy who I know has been working for the company for 21 years and he's like, man, Rob, I'm at the downward part of my career. 
You know, I'm just, I'm basically at a point right now where, you know, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I've already done all the other stuff I wanted to do, but now I'm at a point right now where I'm just comfortable. You know, this, I, I, you know, I I work on the money that I've saved up. I used to live off of that if I need it, but this right here, what it does, it helps, it helps pay the, it helps like he he puts food on the table, puts gas in my car and and then you buy a couple things if I need to along the way. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I like his attitude because in his mind it's just yeah. what he wants you know like I don't like to go like to, to go to like really carry the thought over it. I've been reading this book for all of you who don't have a chance who get a chance to hold on there's a book that I've been reading and actually there's two books I'm well, Rob just went into his study and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no actually I, there's a handful of books I've been reading I'm actually because I'm, I'm, I got a handful of books I'm taking with me because they're going to be my friends and um so the one book I've been reading is from Napoleon Hill. It's called Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. And he also has another book called Outwitting the Devil. Out, Outwitting the Devil and Think and Grow Rich. Okay. Now, Think and Grow Rich is a great book. I've been reading the first 20, 30 pages of it thus far. I've been, lately, I've been tired as hell. So when I do try to read it, I end up falling asleep. Mm-hmm. But there's some really great stories in here about talking about the power of the mind. Mm-hmm. About thinking about what you want mm-hmm. and going for it. Like visualizing mm-hmm. it and standing firm on it and not saying and not taking no for an answer. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's bursts, like there's certain salesmen that have that, you know, when they sell, the majority of the time they get those sales because the customer told them no <laughs> you know and so it's basically talking about not giving up and not letting like there's a story in here now mind you this book was written in the 30s mm-hmm. now the guy he basically the, the dude what's up baby that's your shirt. yep that's, yes. his, that's his shirt yeah that's my shirt on your crib i mean on your bed <laughs> you see like this chick she's not taking no for an answer <laughs> yeah, like, you know she has this confidence in herself to ask this question i have during to our know work. this right now exactly and there was one story in there like to go about the, before I go to the story, um, he basically Andrew Carnegie was a gentleman that he worked with. This okay. guy Napoleon Hill. Now Andrew Carnegie is the, probably the, the metal the, guy, the steel guy, the yeah. steel guy. So yeah, now he basically changed the face of like he came in during that point where people were just making money hand over fist. I forgot yeah. what what era they called that. The well, I don't know if it was the Gilded Era or not, but like it it was um, late eighteen hundreds, uh, you know and. I forget what it was called, but yes, they were it, money. Like it was, it was a very prosperous time in the United States, and Carnegie was definitely one of the most prosperous guys Him, in the world, right? In the world, exactly. Yeah. And so you had guys like, aside from the Saudis, who were yeah. like, you know, you mm-hmm. know, with the oil and shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so like, with a guy like so, Carnegie interviewed guys like Thomas, like no, I'm sorry, Henry Ford. Um, uh, who else? Um, Thomas Edison, um, a couple, some of, some of the Vanderbilts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he interviewed a, a, a really he, a plethora of people mm-hmm. and basically held on to this knowledge for like 20 years before he actually wrote the book. Mm-hmm. And I think the book dropped in 1937. Mm-hmm. And there was some. There's been a lot of. There's the original portion that are there, and there's also been a lot of refinements to it. So I'm reading one of the refinements to it. And the cool thing I've, I've been reading thus far is like one of the stories about this young black girl. Or in the book, it's, it, they call her colored mm-hmm. because you know it was written. 30s yeah, yeah. and uh the girl was like i need my mammy needs 50 cents she was talking to like this older white guy he's like you know asking him for 50 cents and the dude was like no i'm not giving it to you mm-hmm. and it's like go home before i you know do some shit to you because during that time it was acceptable mm-hmm. and the girl just sit, sat there and just like no like she didn't she didn't leave like he turns away he comes back she's still there and he's like no my mammy needs 50 cents now and he's like get out of here get before i whatever and yeah. She didn't take no for an answer. And then he ends up giving this little colored girl mm. 50 cents. Mm-hmm. And she ends up going. And he ends up thinking about that. Like, what is it about this little colored girl that broke this 
you know, he actually they put it like this unintelligent little colored girl. What was it? Yeah, you know, it was, it was kind of weird. And yeah, but I mean, you figure during the time, it's kind of yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? There, there wasn't a lot of education getting tossed to the, yeah. to, you know, to um, to young colored people, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I read, it's like ah, it's with the times, and. It's like, what is it about an intelligent white man mm-hmm. that allowed this young girl mm-hmm. to sort of break him down and have him give her money? Mm-hmm. You know, and the the fact that she didn't take no for an answer. And that's kind of what the book touches on. It touches on this aspect of not letting those insecurities sort of plague you, fighting through it, pushing through it, mm-hmm. and, and just not taking no for an answer. Like, for me, the one thing I've always had above it all was just having this iron will, mm-hmm. you know, that even when their times were rough, I... I I I honestly don't know how to give up. Mm. You know, no matter how many times I failed or have had a situation taking place where my my path had to get sidetracked a little, had to take a different route than some mm. of my friends. You know, and who knows where my path may lead me. So, but reading Think and Grow Rich is basically reinforcing some of the things I've already felt in my life. Mm. I mean, there's a handful of stories about. You know, I've already read like three or four stories that really made me think a little bit. It's like, oh shit, wow, I didn't see it like that. Or, or reinforce, like I said, some of the things I've already had in my mm-hmm. mind. And I think once you see it and you believe it, man, you can fucking do it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how that shit works, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, look at, look at like someone like uh, Steven Spielberg. I mean, this dude went into a movie studio. He was on a, on a this cat was on a, um, I think he was on a, um, a, a, a tour. Went to a movie studio, left, and up keep going back there every day, starting wearing a suit and tie and a, and a briefcase, and mm. people thought he worked there. And he eventually ended up making a movie and showing it to the people there, and they ended up liking it, and they hired him. Mm-hmm. So, like, you don't know that, that small story about Steven yeah. Spielberg, and then all of a sudden he makes DreamWorks, which is like, you know, about dreams coming true. So DreamWorks yeah. is his company. So, I mean, it's just some of these small stories and things like that that kind of put shit in perspective. Like, I haven't really gotten forward with it to really get a mm-hmm. full idea of what the book is really talking about. But from what it's getting at me with now is just the power of the mind and how strong it is. Mm. You know, it's it's amazing, amazing. Power concept. of will, yeah. Power of will. Yeah. And no, it's power of mind. It's yeah. all about the mind, man. Like, think about it. If you think a certain way, mm-hmm. I think will is more like in the heart and the soul, you yeah. know? I think with the mind, if you visually see something, you think something a certain way. Like, if you think of, like, there's a couple comedians that I know that they may not, some some other comics may not like these guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, not 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 like in the sense that they don't think they're good people, but they don't think they're as talented. Right, they don't like their material or, or, what, or whatever. Yeah. But when I look at them and we're having the same conversation, I'm like, yeah, but look at his confidence. And then people are like, wait a minute, what do you mean? Like I was like, oh, was like look how confident this guy is. Like you guys, we're talking all this shit, seeing all these things about him, but yeah, this motherfucker keeps coming here every single time, whether it's a comedy club, a bar, and he comes in with the biggest confidence in the world, like he's the fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He gets opportunity because of that shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, that guy we're bringing on, I'm talking about, we're actually bringing him on the podcast soon. Oh, shit. Yeah, so like, <laughs> I'm going to tell him that. You know, And I'm not going to give names of like what's been going on, but mm-hmm. this dude thinks he's the best thing going. Because in his mind, it's what he believes. Mm-hmm. She's very excited about that show. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he really... Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and, and, but that's the thing, though. But I, I find that to be compelling. Mm-hmm. very compelling that he thinks it and he feels it and he believes it mm-hmm. and he may be and the comedy subjective so his talent level it is what it is some guys may not like it but there might be a larger amount that may like it the only thing that matters yeah. is that he thinks it and that, therefore he thinks it he feels it 
Yeah, guys, uh, we're actually gonna have Jeff Dunham on the show yeah, in the Jeff, next couple weeks. Yeah, so, Jeff Dunham. And that, so yeah, he and look at him, <laughs> the highest paid comedian in the world. You know, I mean, town level, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you know, I mean, no. shit. Because if people ask me, I think, and this is just my personal opinion. I don't like. I think everybody out there, the the the, the upper one percent of comedians mm-hmm. or five percent of comedians that are out there are great. I personally think Dave Chappelle is the greatest comedian out right now. Yeah, and just in my humble opinion, I mean, I'm, I don't want to fight nobody on it or like, oh, well, this guy is. This. Yeah, there are very few that would disagree with you. Yeah, and I because watching this dude take five yeah. different ideas and piece them together yeah. into one big story and having this crescendo of freaking thought and and and, and this yeah. freaking like last joke had it all just sort of size. It's almost like it's like watching a movie. In person, like it, like yeah. like unfolding in front of your eyes, like live action. Yeah, and it was it was probably one of the best things I've ever seen. It was like watching stand up honors course. I think if you if you were to be able to interview like the upper echelon of who is the who are the most respected comedians uh, going right now, they would probably say to you if you ask them like who do you think is the best right now. A lot of them I think would probably say Chappelle. Yeah, and I and I like and when I think about on Connecticut comedian on comedian levels, like there's people who consider me one of the better guys out. Not to speak about myself, yeah. but the, the, when I think about that, it's like you know what? I'm very humbled by that. But you know, a part of me says, Nah, I'm good. You yeah. know, but I mean, I bust my ass, but I want to. I feel like I have to work harder. I mean, now granted, I don't want to be on Chappelle's. I mean, I would love to be on Chappelle's status, but I don't want to be what he is. Yeah. I want to be my version of myself, and I feel like the way my thought process is, how I think, how I feel, mm-hmm. is going to help me achieve that particular mm-hmm. level. And I'm looking forward to like putting this work, putting this time, and also knowing that man, I got this little person in the other room who like, right? You know, she's what I'm be working for. Right. You don't want to be the next Richard Pryor. You want to be the first Rob Santos. Right. What's that, babe? What? What are you going to ask me, honey? Yeah, I see it's on your hand. We were getting all hyped. Yeah, you getting know. Getting all loud now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, down. yeah, you know. <laughs> she's been a little sick lately, too. No. I can hear in her throat. She's yeah. been a little sick. I give her more medicine. But that's the thing, man. That's why I said father. Look it. That's why, that's why I like doing the podcast the way we do it. You know, having all this shit around us and just sort of reacting to it. You know, I, I, I've always, I just enjoy our style and what we do, man. And, and like, yeah, some, like we were talking earlier, like some of our shit been real deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you know, lately I guess it's 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 mostly been personal and mostly uh, about uh, serious topics and and you know and how we're dealing with them and everything and how you know we wonder how the world deals with them. Right, because we yeah, you and I both been fighting some shit like man, yeah. you're going through some shit, you know, and and the thing is you're working hard to get better at it because, dude, I mean, you know, I understand your struggle and your plight, man, and I, you know I'm always here for you, but you know I just feel that. There's so much more to the world than just, you know, talking shit about Lamar Odom or, mm-hmm. or like, you know, just, I'm like football, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, know? Time, you, you know, you know what I mean? football for real. Yeah. Like, I mean, or just like, I mean, look, I like to be entertained by it, but I don't, yeah. I don't live and die by a team. You know, I mean, like, it's just like, look at a lot of things that are going on around the country. But when I think about it, what's very, very important to me is what's going on in my community, mm-hmm. living in Hartford and living in this neighborhood. And when I leave this neighborhood and when I go into another neighborhood, mm-hmm. what's going to be important is the neighborhood in which I live in. Well, that's the thing. You can't change the world if you if you're unwilling to change what you need to change about yourself. Right. You know, if you're trapped in in, in a prison of of who you are and, and like if it's if it's if it's something you don't like, 
if you can't get out of that, if you can't make the choices to free yourself from that, then you're not going to be able to help anybody else. Right, man. You can't, and, 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 and like I said this, but it's, it's not a semi-related topic, but like I had a friend who, uh, and I may have, might have told this story before on the podcast, but like who was in a relationship with a girl who, you know, didn't want to break up with her, even though she was kind of terrible to him and for him, and... I had to convince him, and I don't know if I ever really did, but I, I think the words ring true. It's that, like, you know, how are you going to stay with somebody that you you don't really have real love for because, like, it's just, you know, she's awful to you and everything, but you're, you're worried about leaving because you're worried that it'll, like, ruin her. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you, But the thing is, like, staying with her doesn't help because you can't give love that you don't have. Right. You can't give anything that you don't have. You don't have something, you right. can't... You can't Express it. You can't give it to anybody. Right. So, you you can't you can't go out there and like fix the Lamar Odom situations of the world if you yeah. can't fix yourself. Right, man. And you the know. thing is, Lamar Odom can't fix the situations going on in his life until he <laughs> fixes Lamar Odom. And yeah. you know what I mean. I I really hope he gets that opportunity to do so. Yep. You know, considering the fact that it's touch and go for him at the moment. Yeah. But you know, when you think about certain things, you look at I don't know, man. I just I'm just really in a situation where I just want to see. I just really want to see like good things happen, but you know, I, man, I just you get worried about it. You're worried about it. One thing I'm happy about is like Walmart's biggest owners lose fourteen and a half billion dollars in a day, which I'm very happy to very hear. Very good. Very, very, good. very happy to hear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but fuck those Waltons, man. Yeah, and all the motherfuckers, man. You know, but I mean, I guess it's because maybe we're maturing a little bit more as this podcast continues. We try to keep the funny going as much as we can. Yeah. But I guess you can only do so much. I mean, you can turn it off. If you like, but the one cool thing about having a podcast is just being able to, yeah. you know, talk about, extrapolate whatever it is that you're feeling and sort of let it be out there, you know, and, mm. and, and, and put it out there. You know, I, I guess like, you know, about your friend, man, same deal here, man. It's like, how can I, how can I save my family, help my family if I can't help myself and be strong in a certain right. aspect, you know? I mean, I felt like I can go, I've gone as far as I would like to here. Yeah. And for me, the one thing I do notice too, like especially a lot of people who, who want to leave whatever their situation is, what they do is they, they don't solve the problems that they have inside of them or they don't solve the problems that are around them that they can work on. What they do is like, I just got to get the fuck out of here because they feel like if I leave, the change of scenery will do me some good. And in some senses, yeah, but then people don't realize that you're taking those same issues that are existing inside your mind and mm-hmm. in your heart mm-hmm. and in your soul, if you will, mm-hmm. and then you're bringing them to a different location. And what ends up happening is when you hit that part where it gets a little hard, yeah. then you that all that stuff comes right out. You dirty up that location. Yep, and then before you know it's like, I got to go back home and then you know do that so right. it's it's that's what i experienced and i ended up having to go like I, I went to new york city to learn to be a comedian which i'm still learning and i came back home to learn to be a man which i'm still learning but i've i've developed on both senses of those in a very in a very good way mm-hmm. and now I'm, I'm gonna take those situations that i've i've um I've, i'm gonna take those uh levels of maturity that i've built on mm-hmm. and go further with it now so I'm I'm extremely excited about the possibility of tomorrow because you never know, but also because I, I felt like I have another chance yeah. at something bigger. And I also have another chance at developing myself. And and, and the good news is like you've get, your skill set exists. You've you, you know, you've tested it both in New York City and around here. So 
there's no reason for you to, to, to doubt that you can do something, you know what I mean? And then just hopefully the, the, the fire will continue to burn from there, you know? Right. The fuel is in there. You just got to, you know, keep adding the fuel by putting yourself out there and, 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 and you know, doing more. And that's what this this moving is going to do for you, I think. Right. And I bring this stuff up, not to talk about myself, and forgive me if it seems like I'm being that way. I bring this stuff up because I really want the people who listen to our podcast to really get an idea that, man, we do it for you guys. And I mean, I do it for the people. I do it because I love it. Mm-hmm. But I also want to find some way to help teach and inspire people, let them know that, hey, man, there's a, there's so much that goes on in this world, man. And I just, you know, if you can find a way to find it inside yourself to, to continue to to continue to push and and fight and struggle and and but do it in a way that like struggle in a way that's in a good sense like you know like do it in a way that's a good way like you know that like fight through that struggle get better at it each and every day become mm-hmm. something better learn from it you know and and hopefully we can help I don't know, I guess inspire you know I mean yeah. you know in some way shape or form you know inspire influence you know right. I so what you're saying is you want to instill in people a sense that that they should never give up. That they should show hustle, loyalty, <laughs> and, res- and respect. Yes, for themselves and those around them. Yes, and I want to be, I want to have his fucking <laughs> paycheck. <laughs> that would help too. Yeah, and and in his sterile house with no decorations. <laughs> and you know, I I mean, it's it's crazy, man. I uh, I pers- I see it in a way that. Like with do like Cena. <laughs> yeah, sense. I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, I seen the way man, the guy talking all these goddamn kids. But yeah, man, hustle, loyalty, respect—that's all bullshit. But you know what? It kind of rings true a little bit, man. I mean, think about it. There's a lot of angry motherfuckers out there, man. Yeah, a lot of angry motherfuckers, man. So um, well, I was just gonna say the podcast is about to turn into the meme that everyone hates on the internet now. Hang which on is one what? second here. Here we go. Come on. <laughs> Doesn't want to work. I gotta get a mixer so I can start putting this, this shit. Is, yeah. in. Put this music in, man. Why is this not working? There we go. <laughs> John Cena. He's apparently there's a meme out there where like you're watching a video or something and John the John Cena theme and someone saying John Cena will just interrupt it. Like it's usually almost like, hey, what are you doing over there? Oh, nothing. Uh, I'm just hanging out with my buddy. Oh yeah, who's your buddy? John Cena, just like ask who is this in a question, and this shit shows up. Never give up, everybody. That's right. Okay. Turn out the money stuck back because I can't turn the sweat off. (laughs) We need a mixer. Do a slow fade out. Yeah, need a fucking mixer. But yeah, on that note, we're 50 minutes into podcast. Hmm. I don't have anything else interesting to say. I think I'm out too. I hate to say it, but yeah, I think I'm out. I don't know. Did did I say anything interesting at all during this podcast? No, not at all. I I drew I drove the whole thing. Okay, and I'm, good for you. And buddy. I'm sorry. And no, I'm no, very, no. Very don't sorry. worry about that. All right. You're you're the draw. I'm I'm you no, like I you listen. You, I said to you before. You're the play by play, and I'm kind of the color commentary. Right. If I can muster up an an effort to do that. Mm-hmm. What's wrong, What's honey? Up? What's going on, Brooke? What's up, baby? We gotta change your clothes. Huh? What's wrong with your nose? Alright, I'm gonna put the, j- the drops in your nose, okay? 
<laughs> so, Amy, just be rest assured, Rob is gonna take care of the kid and put the drops in her nose. It's gonna be, it's gonna be good. Yeah, the saline drops so she can fucking breathe. Yeah, yeah, that, that's helpful for a baby. Yeah, listen, or hey guys, yeah, three year old, yeah, yeah, she's like not a baby. No, she's close though. Hmm. Yep, we are watching her drink. <laughs> <laughs> listen, man. Seriously, nah, dude, look at your kids, man. Yeah, look at them, man. Enjoy them. Yeah, man. I, there's times where I just watch her, man, and I and I look. I know you want more PJ mask, okay? Like we like since I have not a carbon walking here and there, and you know she's like the like it's fall time in in Connecticut, so she I've been telling her about the colors of the leaves changing. I've been falling down, and yeah. she's like, Daddy, look, the colors is changing. It's red, yeah. it's orange, it's yellow, you know. So she's been saying, Oh, it's hitting the ground, you know. And yeah. she's been asking a lot of these questions, you know, like what's on my shirt, what am I doing, why am I doing this, you know. She so she has this mind where she just she wants to learn. Yeah. everything you know right and and you know so like i i enjoy it and there's times i watch her eat i watch her drink creepily watch her sleep <laughs> you know i mean i'm just breathing out closely to her face well a lot of it just making sure that she can yeah, breathe yeah, through yeah, her yeah. nose yeah. because she's... you ever see that movie cat's eye no nah, no okay it was like an anthology movie back in the 80s it was like three separate stories <laughs> but the the one that always got me was scared the shit out of me the, and i think it was the last one in the movie was um, and I don't want to say it was Drew Barrymore was the, was the kid in it, but I'm not 100 percent sure. It could have been that little poltergeist girl. But um, the story is about um, <clears throat> this Same bitch. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Except one of them's dead now. Oh, um, yeah, okay. The uh, the the, uh, the there's this little girl and she goes to sleep every night and uh, there's you know there's like a like a, like a mouse hole in the wall right but it's this little this little like gnomey like like gobliny looking guy yeah 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 and he comes out of the wall every night and he gets like he's tiny he's like the size of like this Wendy's cup maybe smaller mm-hmm. and he like crawls up on her and he like tries to like suck her breath out or something and the only thing saving this girl every night is the cat that she owns. Mm-hmm. And it was just the scariest shit in the world. And so I'm, th- I'm just unfortunately thinking about you, like, watching your kid, like, and making sure that the little guy doesn't come out of the wall. That'd be sick, man. Isn't it fucking weird? It's or, such a weird part of the movie, but it always stuck with me. Or Puerto Rican trying to fix brakes. No, that would be a good thing. Can, you get, <laughs> can we get that going? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did have one more thing to say. Now that you were talking about the the um, the colors of the leaves and everything, and and uh, you know, um, I'm not a religious person. I, I I guess I'd consider myself somewhat spiritual, or at least theoretically spiritual, just like more more philosophical uh, than anything else. Like agnostic. I don't know what happens, but I have an idea what I think might happen, but I can't be sure, right? But I was looking at the the transition of the leaves. Uh, recently and, and thinking about how how gay you were how totally gay I was no, not for, right. for Autumn <laughs> yeah. if Autumn had a dick I would you know, just jerk it off right into my face ah, no, um, no, no. no 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 I was, I was thinking about the leaves and, and how you know obviously leaves change so um, thinking about like maybe that's nature or if you want to say God or whatever is sort of signal to conscious beings that like change is a good thing, even if it ultimately leads to some form of destruction. You know what I mean? So, like, the trees that, that change into these beautiful colors, the leaves, they're dying, right? And and they end up in rebirth in the spring or whatever. 
But I, I thought about that. Like maybe you know, like we don't know what happens. We, we there's there's no actual written book that was dropped from the sky that says, you know, oh this is how this is what happens when you die. This is what life is. This is what you're supposed to do. I hate to break it to you, Bible thumpers, but that book was written by people who are speculating. And my my whole thing is a speculation too. So that's why I'm gonna say this isn't like a like like something that I believe. In, in a set in stone kind of way, mm-hmm. but my thought on it is that like maybe maybe the uh, the the foliage is sort of God or nature's way of like showing us that there's beauty in the breakdown, you know like don't be afraid of change and especially things that seem like they can be destructive or you know harmful in a way uh, because the transition is necessary and 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 hopefully that whole rebirth thing is actually true. And there is no finality to it all. I agree, man. I, I I think what you're saying is cool. I mean, I I totally understand where you're coming from. I mean, you know, it definitely makes sense in a way. You know, mm-hmm. where you might be in a situation where, like, you know, you go outside. You wanna go look at the trees dying? <laughs> and then you see, like, <laughs> no, there's a guy outside putting um, yeah. decorations up. But yeah, no, I I understand what you're saying, man. And I and I agree. I think like you know, there's definite. There's there's definite um, there's a definite feel and, and and sincerity and a definite point to what you're saying, man. Because it, it yeah. might be true. I mean, definitely like with fall, the change of the weather, the change of the leaves, the right. change. You know, people going, kids going to school. Yeah. You know that that definite. I definitely understand. You know, like the uh, sort of like the end of the year is coming along. Mm-hmm. You know, I totally get it, man. And that dead of winter comes by. You right. Know? And that- well, that's what I mean. Like, I, I, I look, it's obviously it's a cycle. And I look at that, like, if you think about how the seasons change in terms of, like, a, a, a person's life. Stop. You know, you're born, It's Stop. that's your spring. Was that? You know, your your Stop. youth Stop. years at, at, leading into your young adulthood, there's your summer right there. Then you have your autumn is is you know your senior years and then winter is you know well that's that's the time of of rest or whatever like that's you know maybe when you die or whatever. Oh man. And then but but then there's rebirth and 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 you look maybe it's not some kind of afterlife thing maybe it literally just means like you know your 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 physical body doesn't ever go to waste or anything like it turns into something else. Uh, You're gonna eat first before you get cookie. But uh, you know, my hope is that it is some kind of representation of like, look, you know, like we all get older, you you start to break down, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, you you right. can find the beauty in all of it. Right. No, you. I totally agree, man. I totally agree. I like I like your train of thought on that. Thank you, sir. Oh yeah, for sure, man. And I guess you know, Brooklyn, you want to say something into the, you want to say something. Say happy say? Halloween. Hmm. No. Just don't say Merry Christmas. It's not time yet. <laughs> no. They're already putting Christmas shit up already. I know, though. it's sickening. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, fucking, like, dude, Halloween hasn't left yet. I'm no. seeing Christmas ornaments We're up. not even halfway through October yet. Seriously, like, what the fuck? Yo, like, the, yeah. like I went to Stop and Shop. I was at a CVS. And, like, mm-hmm. yo, these places, though, let me enjoy one. Yeah, yeah. Let, 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 let my <laughs> yeah. dick get hard make, for, make for Halloween. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> make enough room for Halloween. And, you know, it's real bad about it, too. Like... That that's happened within the last few years, but even before that, like once Halloween was out of the stores, motherfuckers were like Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Yeah, man. Thanksgiving didn't get a chance to shine. Period. Yeah. Oh no, Thanksgiving is no love. Yeah, though. yeah. Nobody cares. Is, is the worst in terms of attention being paid mm-hmm. to. And Thanksgiving is awesome. Thanksgiving is just like that's 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 like the the, the your 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 last celebration of the the autumn period. So, and you get all you know like. It's a little colder, 
the trees are starting to like the leaves are falling off and everything and then you have the the meals that you have hopefully if you're lucky enough to have a, have a meal in if you're lucky enough to have people in your life whether that be family or friends or whatever thanksgiving can be really awesome and and you know it is representative of you know what we should be doing which is understanding the things that we do have in our life and appreciating them and then if we can and and, and based on what we do have trying to give mm-hmm. a, a, I mean, Thanksgiving I mean in terms of the way freaking retail treats it Thanksgiving yeah. <laughs> damn show yeah. Thanksgiving is the Thabocephalosha yeah of holidays Meaning that, yeah, yeah, me. <laughs> meaning that, yeah, he's an NBA player. He got beat up by some white guys, some white policemen, yeah. but no one gives a shit about it. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, to the point, I mean, I don't even know that happened. Yeah, oh, yeah. Last year during the playoffs, this dude gets oh, beat up. They break his fucking leg. Yeah. He ends up he ends up taking it to trial, and he's acquitted. He's, he's exonerated of, of all his, um, yeah, 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 of, yeah. of everything. And but yet, still. Yeah. Still, it happened. And it's a black man getting beat up in New York City after oh, out of nightclub. Apparently what happened was he got out of a car, gave 20 bucks to like a homeless dude, and I guess some policeman thought he was doing something threatening or something like so that. So he did like the most wonderful thing you could possibly From do. From what I read, I read very little about it, but I listened to a lot of the story and they're talking about it and more or less like they're talking about like, hey, you know, what if he were LeBron James? I hate when they do the what ifs type of shit, yeah. but what if he were LeBron James? Would people be all over it? But since he's a dude from fucking Sweden, you know, yeah, yeah, he's a yeah. six, seven black man, you know, who, who should be getting some type of rights and justice, but yet, you know, no one's doing like Trayvon Martin shit. Right. You know, no one's doing anything like that. This dude got his ass whooped. They That's break his so leg. Weird. They talk shit about him, saying that, hey, you know what? I don't like. I don't care. Like, if I was on or off the like, like if I was on or off the clock or whatever, yeah, I yeah. would still fuck you up or some shit like that. Yeah. Some sort of abbreviating uh-huh. shit. But yeah, like that was the sort of the deal. Like what they did to him, they fucked this dude up, man. Yeah. And he ended up breaking his leg during the during the most important time of the season, which is during the NBA playoffs. Yeah, and. Since he's not really a star player like that, yeah. this whole thing kind of went under. Like, went, yeah. Like, and yet you hear about that tennis player guy recently where he well, he was harassed or whatever, which yeah. is not good, obviously. Yeah, but, like, but you why know, does that make headline news? And then dude getting his leg broken just because he's like, is it because he's from Sweden and he's a black guy? Who like, knows? I mean, I, I there's a couple articles I, I'm going to end up reading about it. Like they're saying the silence over Thabocephalosia is, is de- deafening and mystifying. Yeah. You know, the fact that nobody's talking about it, you know, it's just, I, it, and you know, it's, it's just crazy, man. It just, it, I mean, they say he took a massive risk going to trial in lieu of a plea deal, you know, mm-hmm. you know, which is an unprecedented decision. But he's, he felt that it was his in his best interest to fight for his rights in that particular right, right, juncture. Right, right. And the fact that no one gives a good goddamn about it is crazy. You know, we live in a, we live in a society right now where the racial tension is almost at uh, it's, I don't say at an all time high. Mm-hmm. Get him, baby. It's not at an all time high, but it's at a it's at a it, it's it's really it's. It's it's like almost on what orange level, if you will, almost on yeah. red level. It's gotten to a point now where people have so much information being thrown at them, and they can talk about it in a quick manner. Well, I, I think what it is is it's at the highest level that we could be at currently. Like, because mm-hmm. obviously you can't, you know, look. The '60s was an all-time high, probably the all-time missed highest of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, and you know, like it, obviously after uh, this, uh, rights were, were were finally given. Um, it still wasn't perfect, but it started to sort of calm down or whatever. But then, like, that's when the bullshit creeps in when, when you know, shit goes under the radar and, mm-hmm. you know, s- systematic uh, 
or institutionalized racism still exists. Oh yeah, it's still and, there. Man. Yeah, it's still and, and, and it's just you know like it's people have been like, well, I guess we got these rights, so I guess we really can't complain. But now it's starting to bubble to the surface again, where it's like, hey, but here's the thing, like. You said equal, but we're still not equal. So what the fuck's going on? Yeah, and the funny thing is, it was saying like I was just reading a little bit more, just trying to like give myself better education about it. The guy said to him, the the, the policeman followed him, saying, "Hey, I'm, I will fuck you up with with or without my badge." Yeah. They you know three or cops were pulling on him. No one gave him direct order. The dude's six seven. Yeah. So he's obviously strong. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, what he's doing is such a big thing for the community. Mm -hmm. But he's fighting for his rights, being beat up by three or police officers. I, mean, I don't know if they were all white. Was sort of fighting for that justice yeah. and no one listening or paying attention to it is baffling because I guess Dabo Cephalosha isn't black enough to get social media love. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Crazy. It, 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 it kind of makes Like, dude, man, light-skinned guys get shitted on all the time about certain things. Yeah. Come here, let me put your freak on. Come on, come on. <laughs> well, is that like, oh, well, you know, people, the, 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 what do you call it? The, um, the perception as well. You shouldn't complain because you have probably had it better your whole life because you've been light skinned. Oh hell yeah, man! Yeah. I don't know if this is the actual cause, man, but that's what I've gotten a lot of shit about, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just people like I was never considered black enough because I didn't look like any uh, any of the guys I knew, and I was never considered Spanish enough because I never spoke Spanish. Mm. So I always say my plight is I'm a beige man trying to be a black man in a white man's world. Mm. You know, that's sort of like where my life is being headed. That's a really good end to a joke. But I mean, it's just it's yeah. crazy, man. Man. And what Thabo Sesfalosh is doing, man, he's really fighting for his life, not in his life, but for his rights. And really sort of, you know, you know, really bring up something on a larger scale. I mean, I, I, and I hate to say this, I almost wish it happened to LeBron James. <laughs> like, in yeah, a sense, well, because, like, if it happens to LeBron James, this shit will be talked well, sure. about yeah. on every single news medium that you can think about. Even the country music stations will be talking about this shit. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess that's when you knew, when, when you'd know it was really bad, because if a extremely like publicly accepted famous loved man who and happens hated. to be and hated but but like mostly like if you're if you're famous you you have a certain level of power and you can get out of certain things if that were to still happen to him simply because he's black that would certainly you know bring it to the forefront I would, I almost, like, and I hate to say it, like, like in my neighborhood sometimes, you know, like, like this neighborhood I used to live in was actually a predominantly white neighborhood at one point. Then it started changing around, and then the neighborhood started becoming, like, it started changing around, like, 99, 2000. I actually had an Uber driver tell me that, like, his grandparents lived, like, um, a couple houses up. Yeah. You know, he said, yeah, like, once his, his grandfather was living here, and I guess he put some, I guess he shot through the door one day or something like that, because just to let people know that, and I'm not going to let you, you know, fucking around in my neighborhood he was on some fucking like you know some i, I don't want to say he was up on some uh grand torino shit oh but you know he was basically on some shit like listen i'm not gonna let you come into my home and try to fuck with me yeah basically i think his house was trying to be robbed or something like that and then oh like, so he didn't just do it unprovoked no yeah unprovoked. he yeah. just basically did it provoked like he shot through the door or something like that and then boom yeah. no one ever tried to go into his house again <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and that was the thing so he's you know like like for some people, like I said, you know, bring on, bring on gentrification, dog. I mean, it's almost like, do you see it as a viable option? And and our white people are only good people in this world. But when I look at a guy like Thabo Cephalosha, who's doing something, who's doing a, a a justice, not just for himself, but for people of color, if you will. I'm putting quotes on those who can see me on on the television screen here. Um, I mean, he's doing something that's just as big as the Million Man March 20th anniversary. Okay. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, you, you. you know what I'm saying, and I, it's crazy, man. It's really, really crazy how like 
things like that fall on deaf ears. Right. He could have easily just taken the plea bargain just to get himself out of trouble, but right. he knows what happened was completely wrong and wants to show everyone. And he was exonerated, and he totally right. was exonerated for Which it. Which is great, obviously, for him. Yeah. And it was, it's great for society. The problem is society is not looking. Right, and then you got like someone like... Steve, and then the thing is, with the comparison, what they're doing in comparison is you got a guy like Stephen A. Smith who's used his public forum to go on fucking... to go on uh, his television show on First Take, which to me is, which is where they hate Skip Bayless and all that shit. Yeah. And he looks into the television screen and it's like, Kevin Durant, you do not want to make an enemy out of me. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, you serious? You really going to start a beef over something like this? What it's like, look, it's like he basically, Kevin Durant told, said that um, Stephen A. Smith is a liar because someone said, because Stephen A. Smith reported that um, Kevin Durant going to Los Angeles Lakers is an option. And he's like, look, I don't talk to this guy. You know, he's a liar. You know, it's like, I never, I never said that. And, he, yeah, and then, yeah. then Kevin didn't. Then um, Stephen A. Smith went on first take, looked at the screen, and was like, "You don't want to make him any of me out of me, like really? You're five ten. Yeah, he's six eleven. Well, he, he just, will, you know, but he will knock you the fuck out. Like in yeah, theory, in yeah, theory, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But in theory, what yeah, he's yeah. saying is like, with with just with words, I could destroy you. Yeah, and in a sense, and he also said, "Look, I don't have to talk to you to get information about you." Then. Who the fuck is lying to you then? <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? In my mind, that's what yeah. I think. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. But if you're talking to someone else, anyone can say anything. You know, well, like, yeah, maybe Kevin Durant shouldn't have said Stephen A. Smith is a liar. He probably just should have said, like, look, I don't know where he got that from. Yeah. But that's not the case. Yeah, and the thing is, that could easily be averted. And the whole thing is, it's like, okay, now they're talking about that. Right, and then um, Stephen A. Smith is pissed off about it, turning this shit into fucking, you know, into like some East Coast West Coast beef, yeah. so, you know, and saying that, you know, which is now, don't get me wrong, Stephen A. Smith is a great reporter. He does his thing. He's very credible in what he does. Mm. But just the fact that he kind of took it to the streets, if you will, <laughs> and got real hood about it, kind of threw me off a little bit. It's like, yo, what are you doing? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You're starting a beef on fucking television. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that easy could have been taken like. Maybe some things that were said on either part, who knows? But y'all could have came together like men and talked yeah. about that shit behind closed doors. I can understand that Stephen right. May Smith felt like he was attacked. But I'm the type of dude, if someone attacks me and I have a public forum, would I have been able to do that? Like the whole thing with the, um, you know, when they, when, like Lateral Moves Jr. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That shit bothered me a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. I don't know these guys well enough to even have a conversation with them like that, you know? Right. But... Stephen A. Smith and Kevin Durant kind of know each other. Like, they've seen each other. They spoke to each other and shit mm. like that, you know? My thing is, I would have went up to him and said, hey, look, what is someone spreading about me? You know, I would have talked to him on that front instead yeah. of going in, on television and saying, you don't want to make an enemy out of me. Right. And then you got Matt Barnes going to um, wherever it is that Derek Fisher is because Derek Fisher is reportedly yeah. sleeping around with, his, with um, Matt Barnes' ex-wife. So Matt Barnes drives like 90-something 90 90 miles to go to this dude's house to beat up Derek Fisher and spit on his ex-wife. And Jeez. that's what's being talked about. Yeah. That's more sensationalized. That gets more play than Thabo Cephalosha yeah. fighting for the rights of not just athletes, but black people in general. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, and the thing is, fucking Matt Barnes, that's your ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, she can <laughs> do what she wants. Yeah, I'm telling you, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, that's like me going up to Erica and just like kicking the dude who's talking to Erica after her and I break up. That doesn't make sense. That's what fucking hood guys do and apparently that's what Matt Barnes is. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I find it baffling how those particular stories are getting well, more the, play. And that's what? what they're talking about in some of these reports. Well, the reason that happens is the same thing with Stephen A. Smith is it's, it, it, it's an attack on masculinity and it's yes. male, bull, male macho bullshit. All of this is a big ass 
ass pepper, pecker war. Yeah, it's yeah, basically Kevin Durant said Stephen A. Smith has a tiny dick in public, and Stephen A. Smith basically took his dick out on camera. Yeah, and was like, my dick's not tiny. And then Skate Bayless was like, ooh. That's a nice black dick. (laughs) Let me talk about that black dick. (laughs) Let me agree with that black dick. (laughs) I like that black dick. Yeah, I look like I'm cool. Yeah, he should be talking about your black dick, Stephen. Kevin Durant's black dick is good too, but your black dick is better than his. Right. Yeah. So I mean, they're both great black dicks. Yeah. All black dicks. But your black dick is a little bit better. Yeah. Because your black dick is more eloquent. And plus, your black dick is helping this little white dick stay on television. (laughs) Your your black dick happens to be in the room presently, Mm -hmm. so I have to say say that yours is the superior black dick. And then there's other than the woman who's there, but hey, what about my vagina? My vagina wants rights, too. Quiet down for a moment. We're talking about black dicks. Exactly. No, but what about my vagina? We'll get to it. Oh, my vagina. Uh, Nobody respects vaginas anymore. Can you believe this vagina over here? Yeah, exactly. That's what fucking life is yeah. it's about black dicks and white dicks <laughs> coming together but vaginas wanting a little bit of love yeah. but no one wants vaginas like that around it's just fucking crazy man. I wish all of the vaginas and dicks could live together in harmony that shit will never happen I wish though but, I mean that would be nice you know but I mean when you're a black dick walking around and a couple white dicks see you mm-hmm. with a hoodie over your head yeah. and all those white dicks jump on you I mean yeah. what are you gonna do what are you gonna do? That black dick is a little too big. I don't like. Yeah, that. and this little, but that black dick is not as black as I thought it would be. Is that black dick heading toward her vaginas? Yeah. Oh no, we you know, can't have that happen. And then that black dick is from Sweden. Yeah. I mean, he, he listen. He's not heading in the direction of the vaginas, but he could. If he so, would. yeah, it's just crazy, man. I just the world is full of shit. But on that note, appreciate you guys. We might just let this one ride out. I don't know if we're gonna put that other one out. Do you want to put that other one out? Uh, it's up to you. I, I think we had some good stuff in the beginning, and it petered out when I, when like we <laughs> we just lost. <laughs> it. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. I, I just the wind that came was... out of our sails. Completely. Yeah, and on both of us, and that was yeah. not like you fucked up or I fucked. That was just garbage on both ends. <laughs> I don't care. Like I I take responsibility, just like in football. I take responsibility. I'm the one who messed up. It falls on me first. Who gives a fuck? It's a goddamn game. You yeah. pay get paid five million dollars a year to say, hey, I fucked up. Who gives a shit? <laughs> You know, I put the onus on me. True. Starts down with me. I, I let the world down. Yeah, go fuck yourselves. All the you world is going to stop turning because I did something bad outside of football. Yeah, I just like it. affected football. Yeah, I, mean, I just think it's funny how those coach dicks think they can go ahead and yeah. people think they give a shit. But people care. People honestly care about that stuff. It, and you know it's, what? I think people. I think more people should care about what Thabo Cephalosha is doing. Mm-hmm. I think more people should care about what's going on with Lamar Odom. I think more people should care about the, the, the heart of sports. And I hate to say this too. I'm really tired of seeing ESPN put these cancer kids up there all the time. It's gotten to a point where I feel like they're sensationalizing them. With yeah, the, well, yeah. I feel like they're exposing them. I almost feel a little bit uncomfortable. Well, yeah. What, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I have to imagine it's basically, look how good we are as an organization. Yeah, and it, and it drives me nuts because we all know that ESPNs are piece, people at ESPN are pieces of shit who lay off a majority of their fucking talent. And not to mention, haven't been that relevant. I mean, they're relevant, obviously, the worldwide leader in sports, but their sports center has been awful. And the fact that they trying to find a way, like, look, I get what they're doing. They're doing something really, really good for the people. But it gets to a point where it's like, yo, just do the good thing and yeah. don't like wag your dick around. About yeah, it. I mean, you know. But then again, sometimes you do want to raise awareness in, in ways. So it's it, that. Yeah, whole, yeah, it is a balancing. Act. Yeah, that's a whole topic that we can get into the next one. But I don't know why I said that. It just it just bothered me. <laughs> 
Fucking Christ, man. Tell them why you mad, Rob. Fuck yeah. everybody. That's what we haven't done in a while. Yeah, because you know why? Fuck the world. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll try to get back as soon as we can. And as always, let's get these hoes, baby. All right. Come on, Lamar. Pull through. <laughs>